Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Leslie Does Wellness podcast. This season, we are focusing on breathe deep. And today we're getting into H, which is have fun. And I have a special guest who she will introduce herself. If you're watching, you see the special guest. If you're listening, you will hear her shortly. And she is going to be talking about what it means to have fun. Um, She is not a mom. I'm going to preface that she's one of the guests that aren't a mom, but I feel like it's special moms that we get, you know, some of our non-mom friends on this podcast so we can hear different perspectives of how we can breathe deep as a new mom. So take it away. Introduce yourself. Hi, so I'm Brooke Olivia. I am a joy and confidence coach and I help overwhelmed professionals rediscover their joy and start creating and living their dream lives. I'm super excited to be here and I can't wait to dive into this topic of having fun. Yes, I am so happy to have Brooke here with me, um, and I'm going to give more of who she is. She is was also a teacher, and for how long were you a teacher? 20 years. Okay, 20 years. Two, zero, everyone. So if you are a mom like I am, the new mom, she has been teaching longer than I have been parenting, so that is why I really wanted to have her on this podcast, because She's with our kids. She's with our kids all day, every day. She's with our kids more than, <laughs> than, you know, we are. And I laugh because like my kids who currently are three and four. They are in daycare right now that this is the only way that this podcast, you know, can be recorded and it's quiet with the exception. Maybe my dog might bark, but hopefully not. But I just say that because I'm just really excited to have Brooke on this podcast with us because she has so much knowledge of, of children and I thought it was so fitting to have her talk about having fun because a little backstory with me, my kids taught me how to have fun. Um, And so let's get into it. So um, what does it mean? Like I was saying, what does it mean to have fun for you, to you? You're the teacher. That that grammar was probably not right. But what does it mean to have fun? Well, for me, having fun is, and it's ironic that we're talking about children, because for me, having fun is tapping into your inner child. Uh, I've learned that the times that I have the most fun are when I feel the most free, and whether that's traveling or, you know, let's say I'm not able to travel and I go out to eat or there's a celebration or I'm, you know, hanging with my friends. If you think about how children have fun, they just laugh loudly. They do silly things. They're not apologizing for anything. They're literally just unapologetically joyful and they find joy just within themselves. And so I feel that having fun is taking it back to childhood. Uh, I used to love to read because I would literally just transport myself into the book and into the story and be in that alternate Uh, reality for those moments. Um, You know, I used to run around and jump a lot. Okay. Being in my forties, I'm not jumping anywhere right now, but you know, during COVID I got a trampoline and that became fun for like three minutes. Uh, Let's not get it twisted because that is a workout, (laughs) but you know, things like that is where you can find fun. And I've learned as an adult to find fun in my routines. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I find that having a routine can be a little dull. You know, you start getting to the point of, oh, I have to do this and I have to do that. 
But when you think about making it fun, you can find a way. I like to incorporate music so I can dance while I'm, let's just say, detangling my hair. That's not fun. But dancing in the progress of it, you know, it makes it a little more fun. So just finding ways that you can kind of enjoy what it is you're doing and, and you know, savor those moments. Mm, savor those moments. That is very important. Um, I want to like highlight that savor those moments, because I feel like, you know, for the moms that are listening, especially, you know, the new moms that are listening, and I deem new mom as like zero to five years old, like, you know, once you're once your kids are in kindergarten, you, you well, I don't want to say you got the mom game on lock, because then it's a whole nother set of things you have to, you know, worry and learn about. But um, the zero to five age it can be challenging to savor the moments when you're literally like in the trenches, like you're in the shit trenches, you know, um, this will be explicit because, but you're in the shit trenches. Like you literally and figuratively are in shit with your kids. Like I'm currently, I'm saying that because we're, we're potty training right now. My son is pretty much potty trained, but my daughter, it's like, it, literally and figuratively just shit all the time and it's like always washing stuff so it's like when you're so going back to what you're saying with that routine and it can be very mundane because that's what I also heard you saying how how can you like how can as a mom you know as a new mom how can we find that fun I know it was like later in the agenda but let's just get into it now how can a new mm -hmm who has a kid, you know, you're in potty training or whatever it is, like you're so caught up, right? That's really what it is. We get so caught up as moms that we, and I didn't even think this would go that way, but, you know, we use our kids as an excuse not to like take care of ourselves, not to have fun because having fun is a way that you can take care of yourself. If you didn't hear Brooke, what Brooke was saying, all of those things are, are self-care. They're all self-care. So like, how can a new mom, as she's like washing the sheets, shit is on her arm, like how, how can she have fun? So, so here's the thing with that. First of all, God bless the new moms, right? And I want you to know that I do not have experience as being a mom or a new mom myself, but I have been in the mom role since I was eight years old. My mom ran a daycare. And so five in the morning, I was woken up to scream. So I've had the experience of, you know, helping out with the kids. And then as a teacher, of course, you know, having that kind of mom experience with these five and six-year-olds all day, every day. And then just recently spending some time with my niece and nephew in January. And it was like the curtain was yanked from under yeah. me. Like, I mean, what the fuck? Like I was reaching out to all my mom friends. Like, I understand why you don't text back. I understand why you're like, just send this in a fucking voice note. Like I get it now because you literally feel like you can't breathe. And that frustration gets really real. And so my suggestions are first and foremost, be gentle with yourself. This is something that you're learning. It's something that you're figuring out as you go. No amount of mom books are gonna prepare you for what happens from the minute that child comes out of you. And even though Leslie was saying like within those first five years, I had a conversation with a mom and she literally apologized to her child every year, like 
happy birthday, honey. Now, remember, this is my first time being a mom of a 22 year old. So you got to just work with me. You know, it's, it's something that you're forever new to. There's always going to be something new. And so just start off being gentle with yourself. The next thing, remember, there's like, especially for my new mommies, there is a slew of hormones coursing through your body throughout the whole creation of the child. And then when they come out, your body's like, what the fuck do we do with this now? Abort mission, you know? And then you're like, what is happening? And so you're getting used to who you are now, right? Now it's like, you're not just a woman anymore. You're not just a wife anymore. Now you're mommy and you're like, this creature needs me. And I am now put on this earth to take care of this thing. <laughs> and I just want you, when I say be gentle with yourself, allow yourself to feel your feelings without guilt. There are going to be times where you're holding this precious little blob and you're going to want to think, why won't this motherfucker stop screaming? I want to throw it out the window. And then you immediately feel guilty. Like, oh my God, no mom in the history has ever thought. Yes. yes. Yes, she has. Yes. She has wanted to toss the baby. And what I say is, allow yourself to feel those feelings. Just don't act on them, but feel them and allow yourself to feel them without guilt. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to feel exhausted, overwhelmed. And then especially with the situations where either you're a single mom or you have a whole husband that is clueless and somehow can sleep through the screaming and not smell the shit and all of those, breathe. <laughs> breathe through, allow yourself to feel those feelings and just keep in mind that this is a, this is a moment in time. It is temporary. And eventually, even though you can't feel it right then, you're going to miss that moment when that tiny little blob finally stops screaming and, 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 and she's sitting there or he's sitting there peaceful mm -hmm. in your arms. And you're literally like overwhelmed with love for this little thing. And then next thing, you know, it's three and like tearing up your house. And you're like, where was that little baby that had that beautiful baby smell, you know, before it shit. So, so just take those moments in and it's, it, this ties into so many things, but find the gratitude, even in that moment of terror, in that moment of chaos, like, you know what? I have a happy, healthy baby. You know what? She's not constipated today. You know what? He's taking the pacifier today. You know what? He's not sick. Like there are things that you can find gratitude for even amid all of the chaos. That's beautiful. Oh, and sorry, one more thing. During, especially that zero to five, we have so much fun as kids ourselves that we forget when we become an adult and we think that everything has to just be in order. You can play with your kid. And when I say play with your kid, I mean like, jump in the puddle with her. Like you're going to have to bathe anyway, just get in the tub with the kid and you both just shower down and make it a fun time. One time out of all the many, you know, like just this once let's jump in the puddle and play together. Have those messy moments because those are the things that your kid is going to remember about you. And those are the memories that they'll hold on to. And then I'm going to, I'm probably going to go off on a whole other tangent. So I'm just going to stop there. Those memories are super important. So just take advantage of them while you have them. That's beautiful. Have those messy moments. I love that because I feel like the way that I, you know, we see stuff and it's, it's getting better on my corner of the internet that it's okay. Like, you know, that your kids like, like let your kids be kids and be a kid with your kid is also what I hear you saying. Um, what comes up when you say that for me, 
I know that's what I was getting at. What like what I used to see a lot on the internet was like kids are so put together, the parents are so put together. And so then I'm trying to make my family look like that. And I'm like, you know what? I I just, that's not what my family is. So like, you know, sometimes my daughter's hair is not fully done. Like it's just pulled back in a bun and she still has Oreos on her face because my kids eat Oreos for breakfast. Like that's just, that's the kind of mom I am, right? So it's literally how to accept that. But um, that's, that's a accept the feelings, which live with um, was saying so beautifully, like, really make sure everyone like if this is the first episode you're listening to, please start with go back and start with be be gentle with yourself. Because all of these episodes, they they just will blend so beautifully together of you just to help you heal as a new mom and I know when I think of heal as a new mom I'm thinking like you know you're probably like yeah my vagina it needs to heal like that c-section scar needs to heal like no I'm, I'm not talking about that I'm talking about like mentally and emotionally mentally emotionally spiritually heal because when you're able to do that then like the physical healing actually will happen very nicely um okay moving on to the next question how yeah and just be messy like it's okay that your kids are a mess that's what I'm getting at like let kids be kids because once we become adults we're expected to to have our shit together and we still don't have our shit together so let your kids like don't question like oh why you got this on your face especially if they're like the zero to five they're kids they're kids Okay, so next question. How did you show your students um, how to have fun in school? Like, how did you show them? So so that's an interesting question because remembering teaching and, and what I loved about it and what made it fun for me was being able to just be a kid with the kids sometimes. And, you know, we'd have our lessons and we'd... <laughs> I I... Okay, so I used to co-teach. So there was, I would have my classroom to myself and I would have my, you know, my kids or whatever. And then there were certain years that I would co-teach with another teacher. And so some years we'd be in the same room together and then other years we'd be, you know, right across from each other, just a door separating us. And she was literally like the yin to my, wait, the yin to my yang, however you say it. We... Just, I mean, I love language arts and reading and she loved math, science and social studies. So we would just kind of like, you take all of that. I take all this, we made it work. And we would have fun just with like singing and dancing. And anyone who knows me knows, you would not catch me dead with a microphone in my hand singing anything. You can't pay me to do karaoke. I will look around if you call my name, like, yeah, where is she at? (laughs) I'm not going on stage to sing. And I have to be a special level of drunk to dance publicly for people to see me. So that being said, being in the classroom around kids, for whatever reason, it was just, we knew there was no judgment. And she was the same way, very, you know, introverted, very shy. And we would be in there like, you know, just getting it and singing songs. Okay, so I have to share this one because it was just one of the funniest ones. So our kids, they never put their, their name on their paper, never. Never, never, never. They would never put their name on their paper. So they'd come up to us and bring us their paper. And so my co-teacher started singing the Beyonce song. You know, if you'd like it, you should have put a ring on it. But she changed it to, if you like it, then you should have put your name on it. And she would do the whole, like, the whole dance and everybody would join in. Oh, 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 like the whole thing. So we would have fun like that. Singing, 
dancing, usually with music. I would join in on those days when it was a different day. You know, I was definitely professional. They understood we could have fun, but they knew like, keep your shit in order or all the fun stops. <laughs> and we're writing our rules. Like they knew what was up. But when we'd have something like field day, you know, I'd put on my first greatest fun t-shirt and I'd be outside in jeans. And they'd be like, wait a minute, she's joining us? Like, you know, I'd go racing. I wouldn't race much. Again, these knees, they they can't hang. But I would run with them. Or, you know, on a Friday, we would do fun Friday if, you know, we had good enough behavior throughout the week. We would go outside and play Duck Duck Goose. And I would sit down with them some days. And God forbid someone actually tagged me, I'd have to get up and run after them. But they saw me being a kid along with them. And they saw that freedom. And it was just kind of like letting them know it was okay to be who they were. And so we taught each other to have fun. Uh, I'll put it that way. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. You taught each other how to have fun. And it just also what I hear you saying is like that there's power in like um, in community because even like I don't even know. I guess I just had this realization like kids are a part of the community too. And I feel like a lot of the time it's like kids could, should be at least like growing up for me is like kids should be seen, not heard. Right. But it's like, there's that, isn't there like an African proverb? It's something along the lines of like, when you um say hello to somebody, like instead of saying hello, you say, how are the kids? Like, it's something along those lines. Like when you, um instead of saying, hi, how are you doing? You're like, how are the kids? Because the kids tell you like the kids in your community tell you how we are all really doing collectively um and it ties into just like yeah paying attention to what our kids are doing if and if your kids are like mommy let's let's play outside let's do this like do it with them like that's something so like that's something like um Brooke is also saying like with the duck duck goose like she was playing with them that's not probably in the teacher handbook like I don't know maybe it is but like you know it's like normally as a teacher you're supposed to just like give them the lesson plan and blah 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 right so for you to like go above and beyond in that aspect because I'm as you were saying that I was like did I did my teachers ever play with me like that? Like, I don't really have a memory that I can pull out right now where I remember my teachers playing duck, duck, goose or my, you know what I mean? So, um, but I like how you also said, because there's also this thing that it's like the fun parent or the fun teacher, and that kind of gets a bad rap. But I like how you you did say like, I do the rules and we have fun, but like, there's a fine line. So it's like learning that line to play learning. Um, you know, I don't want to say it's respectability type of things, but just, but just letting the kids know, like, I'm here to guide you and I'll have fun with you. But at the same time, like there are rules that need to be in place so we can be safe and all of that stuff. So, okay. I want to actually tap in on that. And it's, it's that whole concept of balance, the idea of balance. And I feel like this ties into moms as well as, you know, teachers and kids. So that's where that whole thing was like, no, you know, we'll just say Miss B wasn't fun every day. We would get our work done. It was like teaching them that whole work hard, play hard concept. Like, hey, let's do what we need to do. Yes, we can have a little fun doing it, but the goal is to learn. And with moms, yes, you can still be that parental figure. You don't have to be their friend because- you want to make sure that they know that you're the, I don't remember the term. I don't think it's authoritative. There's another one, but whatever the term is, that balance of, I think it is authoritative, (laughs) whatever it is, 
the balance of, hey, I am still your mom. We can have this conversation, but ultimately I'm going to let you know how things go. You're able to be heard or whatever the case, but this is what it is. And so still being able to have that balance of, hey, I can play with you, but understand like, don't get checked because <laughs> I'm ultimately still in charge. You know, that kind of thing. I think the balance is really important. And then one other thing that you said that kind of um, brought something up for me was being able to stay in that kid-like mindset. You think about how, like when you said, how are the kids, right? When you ask a kid how he or she's doing, they tell you honestly, like, you know, I threw up this morning. You're just like, I didn't need to know that. But they're very honest with their feelings. And that's why they're able to process their feelings, have a fit for three minutes and then move on. We need to get back to that because we bottle everything up and then we're just sitting, and especially the new moms. You have these feelings of guilt, overwhelm, stress, anger, hunger, just a desire like, you know what? I wish I could just have some wine. Like, I don't want anyone to judge me that it's 7 a.m. because it's five o'clock somewhere, you know, and not feel any way about that. So, you know, I know that's tying back into the feeling your feelings, but just getting into that childlike state and staying there, I think is a really good way to help with the processing of all the feelings that come up from being a new mom. I love that. I love that so, so much because what Brooke is ultimately saying everyone, you know, also, you know, have fun, but inner child, like coming back to the inner child is so important. I know for me that can be triggered, you know, sometimes it still is, can be a little triggering um, coming back to that inner child because you also like have that is, I don't think the word is guilt for me, but it maybe it or resentment. I don't know what it is, but I know sometimes I'm like, damn, like, you know, why didn't I get this as a kid? Like my kids get all of this now. I wish, you know, my grandparents went to the grandparent day or I went, wish this, you know, those kind of things. And so you kind of like low key might have like that resentment, right. Toward your kid. And it's like, it's really not about the kid. Right. But it's like, it's, you have to like tap into yourself and tap into that inner child. Like what was it that happened in your inner, like when you were a kid, that you felt um, like alone or that your parents weren't listening to you. And so becoming a parent, being a new mom, it brings up all of these things. Like, I don't want to get all into that, but it brings up a lot of that where I know for me, like my kids, they're mirrors. We're all mirrors of each other, but like my kids are mirrors of me. And so it's like, sometimes they say something or do something. And I'm just like, why are you doing, you know, and I instantly go to like that type of parenting, which I try my best not to be. And then it's like, wait, why am I yelling at them? And then it's like, okay, am I hungry? Or am I like, you know, you have to tap also into those five senses, which is something my therapist, it sounds so basic, everybody, but like I would, you know, I had weekly therapy when both my kids were like really, really young because it was just like basic needs. I just couldn't like remember to do. And um, my therapist was like, okay, like, have you eaten? Like, you know, um, have you gone outside? Ha you know, like tapping into all those five senses. And I was like, oh, wait, I haven't. So it's like really, really just taking that time to, um, yes have fun but in order to have fun you got to tap into those five senses and again that's why it's important to listen to the first few episodes of like how can I have fun Leslie if I'm so like caught up right so um let's go into that next question which we kind of talked about um which is 
how can moms have fun in that two week postpartum phase? Is it possible? Yes, and <laughs> it's it's possible. Um, it it it's going to take some effort because, like you were saying, and I, I'm so glad you touched on the five senses. You know, because that is the that is majorly important. You forget, and even if you remember, oh, I got to eat something. By the time you think it something's broken on the floor or somebody's fallen or screaming or peeing or whatever it is. And now you've forgotten again. And so still giving yourself that extra grace. And there was something that you actually taught me, Leslie, everything's not always going to get done. And if, if moms can remember that, like, don't, have it in your mind. Like I have to be super mom and I have to brush my hair and I, you know, have to do the laundry. Like something is going to get left out and it's okay. And so, so, so being gentle with yourself is the first one, right? Allow yourself that extra grace. Remember how you feel when you're hungry, how you feel when you're tired, how you feel when you're stressed. And you, you remember that you're dealing with all of those feelings at the same time. You can't even go to the bathroom anymore without stopping to check when the perfect time is. Like you no longer have, or you feel like you no longer have that control, but allowing yourself to kind of take that back. And, you know, I'm probably going to get crucified six ways to Sunday for saying this, but, you know, if the baby's in the crib crying, you can still go to the bathroom. Like she's going to be okay if you take a moment to yourself. Yeah. You're feeling that, that, Whatever that feeling is, I, I'm not able to fully describe the words, but if you're feeling that you're at that breaking point because she just went to sleep and the phone rang and now she's screaming again and you're in the bathroom like, no, 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 I can't do this. Take a moment for yourself and just remember to breathe, grab a snack, let her cry, <laughs> close the door if you need to, like put your headphones in and set like a two minute timer and just give yourself that moment nobody's gonna judge you you don't even have to tell them do what you need to do to survive as a parent to get through those first two weeks and just try to remember okay and then there's another thing and this is just something that I've been um kind of experimenting with for different reasons but I would love for the new moms to try it and let me know or let Leslie know however you do it so <laughs> The first thing I want to say is to write a letter, but I laughed when I said it, like, it's a new mom. She doesn't have paper anywhere, like, no, sis. So what I'm going to request or suggest is that you guys record. Like, usually you have your phone nearby. It might be tucked in your, your bra strap or whatever. But if you can record yourself either having a conversation with little you or having a conversation with your baby and take that moment and say, I'm feeling really bad about what I'm thinking right now. I'm really sorry. It's just that this is really hard for me. And I didn't know what to expect when you came and then take a little moment and then respond to yourself as though you are responding as your child, right? Your baby's two weeks old. He can't speak, but what do you think that little blob would say if he could mommy? I love you so much. I don't care what you do. I'm just glad you're here. You take care of me. And sometimes just giving yourself that permission to be who you are and be okay where you are is, is it's healing, especially going back to the point of 
the things that come up for us as I'm not a parent, but you know, as parents, you're remembering the things from your childhood, right? I remember I had a situation with my nephew. I took him, you know, to Nickelodeon, something to my nephew and my niece, and he was cranky. And I snapped at him and I felt bad about it because I was like, ungrateful little, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I never had anything like this, but that's what it was. It was the, hey, I never had anything like this because, you know, I, I wasn't allowed or I couldn't or they couldn't afford or whatever it was. And so just remembering to tap into that little you and remember to give yourself like, hey, it's okay. And yeah, that, that, that's, that's a major thing going back to your own inner little girl, because she's holding on to some stuff that she does. She needs to let it go because you're here now and you're able to take care of it. Ooh, guys, you, you know, maybe you need to pause this because my skin got all tingly when she said record a video that that's homework. Yeah. If you are in the two week postpartum phase, um, hell, if you're not even like the baby's 15, whatever, like, but really, because you answered that so beautifully, because like I mentioned to you all, like, you know, I'll have that, like, I don't know if it's resentment or guilt, but it's like, damn, like, I never had that. And it's like, I need to have that conversation with little Leslie. And that's why I think, which will go into the next question. That's why, you know, this can be uh, um, a heated thing to say or controversial thing to say. But, okay, let me say this first. If I didn't have my kids, I wouldn't have started the personal development journey that I'm on today. So I know now there is this, there's phrases for like, you know, people are either child free uh, meaning that I, I hope I'm saying this right. Maybe I should have done more, but there's two phrases, child-free, childless. And so like child-free is like you opt out. You're like, I am not going to have kids. And then childless is like fertility, infertility reasons. Like you can't bear children um, yourself. So then you might have to do like IVF or some other alternative, right? So childless, child-free. I feel like Sometimes the reason people maybe don't want to have kids is because they don't want to like confront their inner child. Like they don't want to have to go back in time because that's really what you have to do. Like when, in, when we're talking inner child, it's that you have to go back in time. You have to go back in time. It's like you're kind of doing time traveling. You got to go back in time, figure all that shit out so then you can move forward. Okay. And I feel like sometimes like that's why people like I'm never having kids like it's just a cop out what I like it's you know I hear people just saying like oh you're just you're copping out like you don't want to you don't want to like um work on yourself because when you have kids it forces you it's either you do one of two things when you become a parent you um ignore the kids you just like we got to get this done I don't care what you have to say or you're like, all right, let me do this gentle parenting shit. Like, here we go. And gentle parenting really ain't gentle parenting. It's also known as the conscious parenting, where you're just like, you're you're being mindful of yourself, your kid, like you're being mindful of everybody in the household. And it usually starts with the mom because we're the ones that are the nurturers and like that's just innate in us. So we're the ones that are typically wanting to do that. So that was really probably controversial what I said, but it leads into my question to you, Liv, is like, 
Um, do you want to be a mom? Yeah. So, so first I'll answer that. Yes, absolutely. I do want to be a mom 50% of the time, 1000%. <laughs> okay. Because let me tell you something, being a teacher for 20 years and I love y'all, but I, you know, I loved your kids, but I ain't really love your kids. So I used to, you know, my favorite expression was teaching is the best birth control ever right? Because woo child. So there are these moments when I'm like, no, I absolutely want to be a mom. And then there are these moments where I'm like, I'm so glad that I have dogs and not children. <laughs> I can leave that, you know, and it's guilt-free. But, um, and then, I, okay, so just, I'm going to commercial break a bit and go back to what you were saying about child-free versus child-less um, with the, I mean, I don't know the terminology, so that that's fine. But Whatever the decision is for people that like, you know, God bless you with whatever you decide. Some people will just have kids for sport and that's cool. And some people will not, they don't want anything to do with children, but it could be a variety of reasons. Like you said, not wanting to face that inner child trauma. Maybe they had to deal with abuse and neglect and they're like, you know what, I'm not I don't know how I would be and I wouldn't want to put a child through that. And I just want to comment on like, whatever the decision is, it is what it is. And like, so now leading back to me, you know, I've, I've actually been looked at in a kind of judgy way, like, well, you're 44 going on 28, but you're 44 and you don't have kids. Like, what does that mean? And I'm like, well, you know, I planned to be married and then have a family. And I wasn't going to now be like, well, I'm 28 and it hasn't happened. Well, I'm 32. Let me just go, you know, create a child with some rando just to say that I had a kid and no judgment to people who do, because some people feel like, Hey, this is my timeline. This is what I want. And again, go for it. But my thing is I want that family dynamic and something that I recently kind of stumbled upon, which has made me feel so much better and so much more inspired and motivated is that there's something that I was put on this planet to do and I have been fighting it unintentionally. And so I've kind of gotten to the idea of, I'm not going to have this family until I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing in the world. I am supposed to be here serving others and I have just been, you know, <laughs> pussyfooting around as they say, and I feel like if I had gotten married and had the kid, I would have been completely derailed. Like, no, I'm not. No, I'm here. I've got my baby. Like, I'm good. So that is the, the belief that I am now like, let me get this thing off the ground. Let me get it going. And once that's in place, that other stuff is going to come. So yes, absolutely. And I want a daughter. I'm like, I've already spoken her up, whatever parallel universe, she's there already waiting for me. And I know that that ties into my inner little girl and the relationship I had with my mom. And that's a whole other topic we don't have time for, <laughs> but it definitely all ties in. But yeah, I truly feel like I need to be consistently serving others first and then all of that will bless me in my life that is a beautiful response that's beautiful um yeah and 
you know, it's so interesting. Like, this is my podcast, right? Um, but I say that because I'm like, I don't know if I hear this type of conversation enough amongst like people who are moms, people who are not. Like, yes, this podcast is focused on new moms, but I feel like it's important that people, like moms and new, like people that aren't moms or whatever, like we people, we just have conversations about motherhood because. Also with that, um, because my intention, like of saying like what I said, because I'm like, oh my God, should I have just said all of that? You know, that I feel like people that don't have kids are just like, my intention with saying all that is to bring up a conversation, right? And I'm I'm in no way here to um, to judge anyone either. I'm not judging or telling anybody what to do. I just want to bring up conversations because I feel like these conversations also like if you're listening or if you're watching it gets the, the wheels turning right to really ask yourself because because what Brooke was saying too which I think is so beautiful she's like if I did have those kids and that husband and all of that I wouldn't be able to serve the people that I that I'm supposed to be serving right now because she would be caught up in the kids whereas my story is like if I didn't have the kids then I I wouldn't be be I wouldn't be on this this internet y'all I wouldn't I would still be the shy Leslie so it's like everybody's story is different it we don't all we we can't all look the same to to do what we're supposed to do on this planet we can't all look the same so like um because I was like should I ask like you know um to let you all know I I did make sure to ask um Brooke I was like hey is it okay that I ask you this question because I know that question um you know especially if people that are um having infertility they're on an infertility journey I know that can be a very triggering um, question to ask. Um, I know with me, I had a, a, a miscarriage. My first pregnancy was a miscarriage and that was really traumatic. And then I was like, oh my God, like I can't have this. Like, and then I really, you know, cause I couldn't have it now. I really wanted it because to answer your qu- the question that I asked you, I didn't want to be a mom. Like I didn't, that wasn't, I didn't want to be a mom. But then when I had the miscarriage, I was like, oh my God, I want this so bad because I, because I couldn't have it kind of thing. So it was really, it was really a selfish thing, which listen um, to the first episode, y'all, um, me and my friend, Jessica, we talk about like having kids is, is, is really selfish if you think about it. Cause it's like, like, you know, how Brooke was saying, like, I want a girl so I can, like, you know, work on that that inner child stuff. Because, and so, anyways, listen to the first episode of season two. We go into that a little bit more. Um, this is really good. This is really good because I feel, I and I'm going to be honest with y'all, I feel, I do feel a little uncomfortable. I'm like, shit, should I have said all of what what we said? But the, it's important to to get it out. Somebody needs to hear it. Somebody is thinking it. Somebody is thinking it. Um, And I just want new moms to know that, one, you're not crazy. Um, Everything you're thinking is valid. Number one, actually, have a therapist. Get a therapist. Get a therapist. Like, um, I'm pretty sure with Medicaid, you can get a therapist. Like, it's included, I'm pretty sure. Um, there's a lot of other resources. If you're not sure where to turn, please send me a message. Um, 
but I am not a therapist. Neither one of us are a therapist, but I am a mental health advocate through and through because I know what it's like. If you, if you're this far into the podcast, you've heard my mental health journey somewhere on the internet, um, postpartum. So I was not diagnosed with postpartum depression, but I was on the cusp of it and it was very scary. So, um, last question, or is there anything you would like to say before we get into the last question? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I just want to say thank you for bringing up the uncomfortable questions. I know it was uncomfortable for you to ask and, you know, slightly uncomfortable for me to answer because vulnerability and just me being like, what? (laughs) I don't need to tell everybody that. But, you know, when you're in this space, you're the vulnerability is what people need to hear so that they know they're not alone. And so I appreciate you bringing up these topics and giving us a space to have these discussions because this is not stuff that people hear about, but it's stuff that's happening. And a lot of times the struggle is that people feel like they're alone. And so I'm glad you really touched on the fact that like, guys, you're not alone. There is someone that understands. There is someone that has thought the exact same thing that you've thought. And even if our stories are completely opposite or different, look at how much we have in common. So just finding that commonality in the community and being able to share different aspects of stories, it allows people to feel seen and heard. So I just think this is a really beautiful thing that you're doing. I appreciate that. And then I'm like, crap, we got off of having fun, but y'all heard the first part of having fun and, but in essence, like in order to have fun, you have to heal, right? You have to breathe. You have to breathe deep. Um, so last question is, which you kind of did, but we'll just, you know, to tie it up, what advice would you give to new moms from a teacher perspective? Okay. So I know this is from a teacher perspective and it's partially from a coach perspective, because as I've learned throughout this journey, the teaching experience is what led me to coaching and coaching is just the fun way of teaching without the rules. So, (laughs) so from a teaching slash coaching perspective, you know, my advice is um, just accept that your kids are going to get on your nerves and it's okay. Like that is the thing that people don't talk about. They are annoying little fuckers. Okay. They're going to bother you. They're going to ask questions. They're going to scream with no reason and then be fine five minutes later once you leave the public. So just be okay with that. Know that they're going to get on your nerves. Allow yourself to feel your feelings. Breathe. Like Leslie said, it's really like taking a deep breath sometimes makes so much of a difference that it, it, for me personally, it catches people off guard. They're like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just making sure that I've taken a proper in and ex- inhale and exhale today. <laughs> so, and then just remember that it's temporary. Like everything you're going through, it's not forever. It's not like, oh my God, this is the rest of my life. No, it may be for a few months and those months may feel like eons, but it changes. And then next thing you know, you're going to be looking back like, oh, I miss that moment that I had, or, you know, I miss this. And so you are going to miss those moments. So just getting back to that whole savor what you can find gratitude in those tough times, right? Because maybe before you had the kid, you were desperate for a child. And think about that pain that you were feeling when you didn't have the baby or when, you know, case in point, like you, you lost your baby or you've been trying for years and, and nothing's happening. Like, 
when you have that thing and it's getting on your nerves, remember those moments and find the gratitude. Like, you know what? He's here. She's here. And, and just kind of stay in that. And then two more things. Envision your future relationships with your kids. Envision the moment when, you know, your, your baby, who's just a terror, is walking up to you as a young woman saying, mom, you changed my life. You have no idea. Or that little boy who is just knocking shit off the counters for no reason, walking up to you as a young man saying, you did for me what I didn't even know I needed. Envision those relationships and stay in that moment because that's what's coming and that's going to give you the motivation to get there. And then the last thing is just remember what it was like to be a kid. And even if you have, you know, you're, you're rooted in trauma with your childhood and there are horrible memories, if you dig deep, even beyond those terrible things, you're going to remember the fun because that's the joy of being a child. Even with all the horrible things that we've all experienced we remember the fun, we remember the joy, we remember the freedom. So just keep that in mind as you're going through this new journey as a mom, remember what it's like to be a kid. Wow, that was okay. We have a lot of homework, everybody. And the last episode of this um, season is evaluate. So, you know, we'll, we'll, you know, don't worry yourself. That's why E is evaluate. That's also the nurse side of me. It's always important to evaluate, you know, everything you've learned, where you are, all of that, because we have, this is episode six. So you've already learned so much, but just take it like, you know, you, you got time and then E and evaluate, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss how we can unpack that. Like how, where do I start? Right. Or whatever. Anyways, but I want to go back to, because I've never heard that, where it's like, I've heard of imagine your future self and all of that for me. But what's interesting is I don't really ever think of my, how my, actually kind of yesterday I did kind of have, like, I was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to look when they're older. Like, just look, but that's about it. But imagine your future relationship with your children. That is, that is impactful. What you just said, that's beautiful. Like, Imagine your future relationship with your children. When you say that, it just calms me because it because that's something I've expressed to my husband. I've said, you know, we were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago. I was like, what kind of, you know, parent do you want to be? You know, like I've also, I've asked him that question and, and I've said to him, like, it's important for me when they get older that they have something they can confide in, like no matter what they do, right? So I guess I have, I have thought of it, but I never thought of it in that aspect of like envision the relationship like that you're going to have with your kids. That's, it's very powerful, especially in that two week phase or this, you know, that new mom phase, because we get so caught up, we get so caught up and just to tie it up. I feel like when you're able to envision, you know, what that relationship, that future relationship is with the child, you're able to have fun with them because you're like, Cause not nine times out of 10 or 10 times out of 10, you're going to want the envisioning that relationship is like, it's like a great relationship where you can, you can go on vacations with your kid. I'm currently following somebody who's my age and she's took her mom to Europe. And it's like, I'm just like, I'm here for it. And I'm like, I want to do that with my kids. Right. So it's like thinking about those kind of things. It just, 
it ties into having fun because when you're envisioning what that future relationship is, then you're able to come back to the present and be like, okay, let's do this. Let's have fun right now. Let's enjoy this, this moment. Let's savor the moment like Brooke was saying, because we're not going to get it back, but that shouldn't make you sad. It really shouldn't make you sad. It should just make you like so excited that God gave you this moment to have the fun with your child, with you. Like that was something last thing I'll say yesterday. I had so much gratitude. Cause I was like, wow. Like, I know I'm like, I'd be talking a lot of shit about my kids. And you know, if they watch this when they're older, they're like, God damn, you know, God, whatever. Like, damn mom. Like you talked a lot of shit. But then yesterday I had a lot of gratitude. Cause I was like, wow, God gave me two humans to, to guide, like not necessarily tell what to do to guide. And I just was like, I was sitting here and I was just like, I had a lot of gratitude. I didn't cry, but I was just like, it was just like this, just like, oh my goodness. Like, wow, I have two humans that I can guide. Like that's, that's, yes, it's a major responsibility. That's the first thing you always hear, but there's also fun in that. There's also curiosity, right? Kids are very curious. They ask a bunch of why questions and we need to come back to that as adults, right? We need to come back to that as adults. So any last remarks? Yes, just tying into that, like the the envisioning of the relationship and, and the having fun with it. Whether we want it to or not, it actually ends up helping us heal as well. Like with our own issues, our own resentments, our own things. Because when you have that, gratitude from that little human that you've created and formed and walk through this life to the, you know, to the best of your ability, because you're only doing the best for your child, having that gratitude kind of poured back into you is definitely going to help with the healing journey. And then, you know, the healing helps with the fun. So it, it all ties in, it seems, you know, deep and heavy and all of that, but tying that fun in is where you'll be able to breathe and you'll be able to heal and you'll be able to enjoy. So just keep in gratitude for everything. And then that's it. Just continue to have fun. Even when you don't feel like it sometimes. That part is very important. That's really important. Because once you start having the fun, jumping in the puddle or, you know, playing the blocks or getting on the floor with the kid, then it's like, you're like, oh, this is actually fun. Or, you know, you know, so um, let's close this up because for time, um, where can people find you? If they're like, I like her better than Les, not better, but like, you know, <laughs> they really like you and they want to work with you, where can they connect with you? Uh, so I'm everywhere as Live Fit with B, L I V E F I T W I T H B. So you can find me Instagram, Facebook wherever and just shoot me a dm and say hello and i would love to have a conversation with you beautiful well thank you everybody for listening y'all are the real ones this is a this was a chock full episode of just a lot of great things like it's just a lot of great homework for you all to do you don't have to do all of it we'll talk about that in e but um in two episodes Anyways, thank you. Thank you so, so much for listening, for watching. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, all of the great things. Share this with a mom friend, please, please, please. I love you, everyone. Have a great day. Bye.